0: Jared Spurgeon on the road trip with the Minnesota Wild, and with him nearing a return to the lineup, who comes out for the Wild on D? We'll talk about that, plus Marco Rossi continuing to rack up the points. We'll look at where he ranks amongst the rest of the Calder Trophy favorites, and the Wild take on the Islanders tonight. What do the Wild need to do to come away with a win on the road? All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you as always for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our great content throughout the week. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we gear you up for tonight's matchup against the New York Islanders. We'll take a look at some keys to the game. Plus, we're going to talk Marco Rossi and Jared Spurgeon as well. Let's start with the big news. Uh, Jared Spurgeon making the trip with the Minnesota Wild. Now, as to when exactly we will see Jared Spurgeon get back into the lineup, that remains unclear. But obviously, he's feeling good enough to travel with the team, which leads you to believe that there is some optimism that he could play on the trip. And that gets us to the big question of who comes out of the lineup um, when Spurgeon is ready to return. And honestly, there really is only one answer. Uh, It's Damon Hunt. I I think for what we have seen from Damon Hunt uh, has been encouraging so far, but I think what we have seen from Dakota Mermis has been even more so encouraging so far this season. And I know it's kind of a weird situation because Mermis was named the captain for the Iowa wilds, but he has fit right in on defense for the Minnesota wild so far this season. And it's a situation with John Merrill sitting in the box for the Wilds' win against the New York Rangers. It, I I cannot endorse seeing how things looked all around for the team um, after they settled down from that 3-0 uh, deficit. I can't endorse seeing all that and seeing a guy in Dakota Mermis who has been helping both offensively and defensively and saying, yeah, we can get... Merrill back in the lineup it's it's a situation of of getting a different look at a player and seeing some really good things uh so far I mean Merrill has uh, really not done much of anything no points um actually he's got two points I beg your pardon in 10 games and there really aren't a ton of stats beyond that um doesn't shoot a ton just seven shots on goal in those 10 games, uh, gives you 15 minutes of ice time per per game, four hits in those 10 games, so he's not physical all that much. He blocks some shots. Okay, cool. But you look at what Dakota Mermis has done through his nine games. Two goals, two more than Merrill, three assists, one more than Merrill. He has 30 shots, 30 shots attempted, in the nine games now, some of them have not counted on net eight shots on goal through nine games, but again, he's found the back of the net a couple of times. He's more willing to shoot offensively. He has 12 blocks through nine games, so you're not missing anything there. He has four hits in nine games, which is about the same percentage as Merrill, but it it's just it's not the empty minutes that we've seen. From those guys. And so I just cannot endorse a situation in which when Jared Spurgeon returns, you pull Mermis and Hunt out of the lineup and you just go right back to that third pairing that hasn't worked for the last two seasons. This is an opportunity for the Minnesota Wild to allow a player to build off of some good games so far this season. Murma is just he's more sure of what he's doing defensively. He just, I think, offers you so much more than what you were getting with that third pairing. And I just, it would be, I think, disappointing to see the Wilds try to go back and replicate um, a line combination that wasn't working. I mean, among the uh, Wild defensemen in Brett Marshall's player cards, Mermis had the third highest score amongst defensemen. Um, and had an expected goals for percentage of 47%. Now, that was for a pairing in which Jake Middleton kind of struggled in the Rangers game. So he's clearly shown that he's capable of providing a role on this team so far. And I, I don't know what the answer is to what you do with John Merrill. I know, honestly, I just think the... I think the experiment has run its course, and maybe you have Damon Hunt up as your seventh defenseman at this point in the season. They're Somebody that they're clearly comfortable playing, and I guess my overall point in this whole thing is that if you are comfortable right now playing Dakota Mermis and Damon Hunt over John Merrill, Why do you not just continue with that? And so when the time comes for the Minnesota Wilds to make a move, I know he's a great locker room guy. I know he provides good vibes. I know his his nickname is Johnny Vibes. But that can't be your only contribution to this team. You can't just be somebody who's in the lineup and not really contributing. And then somebody off the ice who contributes more um, than they do on the ice. This this wild roster does not have the ability to keep those guys on. You, know, you, you look at a guy like Pat Maroon, who we thought was going to be a veteran presence and was going to fill a role similar to what Ryan Reeves did last year. Pat Maroon has far exceeded what we expected because he's been contributing on offense. He's using physicality and he's not just a specialist on this team that um, he's not just somebody that's playing one specific role. And so I know this team prioritizes good vibes and a good room, but you have to prioritize on ice play. And so if Dakota Murmis is giving you more than John Merrill is, and you're comfortable putting Damon Hunt in the lineup, I don't see the reason to change that. I don't see the reason to shake that up. I say roll with what is working right now. And if it requires you doing what the Edmonton Oilers did with Jack Campbell, putting him on waivers with the attempt to try to send him down, maybe in the instance that somebody gets hurt. um, If you have to throw him on waivers... I don't think anybody's going to claim him. And even if they do, okay, that frees up a little more money for you to use the rest of the season. So I just, I'm at the point where I think it's time to take these types of decisions and make the tough decision. Organization seems to really like John Merrill, but I'm telling you, we've seen it and it's pretty obvious that Dakota Murmis gives you more and Damon Hunt. Is perfectly fine playing out there on the ice. He's not somebody that's going to egregiously hurt you. That guy's in the press box. So I think the choice is clear when Jared Spurgeon returns. I think Dakota Murmis, it may be a similar situation like we've seen over the last couple of seasons where now they say, hey, you can look for a place here because we're going to keep you up for the rest of the season. He's earned he's earned that so far with his play. And so I don't see any reason to take him out of the lineup once Jared Spurgeon's eligible to return. So will we see that? That remains to be seen, but it's encouraging considering the moves that we've seen recently that uh, something like that could be considered. So all aboard the Dakota Mermis train here on Locked on Wild, and we hope that he gets an opportunity to continue to build off of what has been a great start to the season for him. Speaking of great start to the season, we'll talk about Marco Rossi and we'll look at where he stands amongst NHL rookies in his uh, early strong start to the season. That's on the way as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is incredibly easy to use. And for Minnesota Wild fans, the Wilds and the Islanders playing tonight and uh, odds right now, Um, have closed to the Minnesota Wild and Islanders, both at minus 110 on the money line. Uh, The spread is minus 275 in favor of the Islanders and the over-under sitting at five and a half with the Wild at minus 140 on those odds. So if you just place a $5 wager on the Minnesota Wild to win this game, then you can use your bonus bets for prop bets such as anytime goal scorer, Kirill Kaprizov minus 110, Matt Boldy plus 200, Jewel Eriksson Ek plus 220. Those are some good odds for scoring here in this game. Whichever you choose, make sure that you head to fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, make sure you join us after tonight's game and post-game interviews for a Locked on Wild postcast, recapping all the action from tonight's game against the New York Islanders. Before we talk about that game, we will in our third segment with some keys to the win, and we'll look at how the Islanders have done so far this season as well. I want to direct your attention to some very intriguing stats for Mr. Marco Rossi. Uh, Brett Marshall, sound the foghorn, um, a friend of the show, obviously, who we've had on previously to talk about analytics, had some interesting tweets uh, in regards to Rossi's performance so far this season. I read Marco Rossi's Calder campaign goals tied for first with five points tied for second with seven shots tied uh, third place outright with 29, and uh, expected goals 3.83, which would be third amongst rookies. Only Brady Kachuk and Alex Dabrinkit, with six, have scored more 5-on-5 goals than Rossi so far this season. And so it is pretty fascinating, I, to say the least, that we've gone from just hoping that Rossi can look like a guy who belongs at the NHL level to seeing him climb the ranks of uh, of these other outstanding rookies uh, in the NHL so far. I mean, to even be in the conversation with Connor Bedard is a massive accomplishment for Rossi. But there are really some key reasons as to why Rossi has been able to um, have such success so far this season and to be able to sustain it through the uh, the first 10-plus games of the season. Number one is the confidence. We're seeing a guy in Rossi who has the confidence to shoot the puck. He wants to shoot the puck. And so for somebody who I think last year, after the early part of the season in which things just completely went off the rails through the first uh, three games of the year, you saw a player who maybe was a little afraid of making a mistake to uh, a little too afraid of making a mistake to make plays. Now it seems like anytime I see him, whether it be at the top of the zone, whether it be in the slot, whether it be just skating to the other side of the net, like he did for his goal against the Rangers, he wants the opportunity He's getting himself in position to be ready to shoot, and he is just unleashing clap bombs at the opposing goalie, and that's what happened uh, in the game on uh, Saturday against the Rangers. He got in position for the shot. He was ready to shoot, and when Kirill Kaprizov got him the puck, he didn't miss, and he buried it. He's making the most of his opportunities. He wants to be the guy, and I think his confidence level is at this point off the charts, and if you can get some confidence, even in the midst of the mess that this team was going through to start the season, if you can get some early confidence, that can help propel you through slow opportunities or through lulls, through scoring droughts. That can help propel you through those and get you back where you're contributing on a nightly basis the other thing that i think is most impressive about marco rossi's game so far look at where his shots are coming from it's not like he is just trying to kind of bank one in from outside he's getting right up in those dirty areas right up in front of the net and he's scoring off of rebounds he's scoring off of just point blank shots and that's something too that if you have success in those areas And you continue to be somebody that just pushes towards the net. Those are the types of things that are sustainable at this point in his career. I mean, you look at his uh, overall numbers so far this season. And uh, he's coming in with a shooting percentage of 17%, which is not it's not egregiously high. It just, I think, speaks to that. He is cashing in on a lot of his opportunities, again, because they're coming as close to the net as they are. Those are way more higher percentage than uh, being at the top of the zone and trying to rifle one through a screen to uh, get that past the opposing goalie. So confidence level, where the shots are coming from, and just the fact, I think, that he has developed a real bark as uh, an NHL player. We... That's what the Wild wanted him to develop last season in Iowa, and he more than has. He is somebody who is not afraid to get into those puck battles along the boards. He's not afraid to mix it up with the opponents out there on the ice, and it just all leads you to a guy figuring it out at the NHL level and just commanding that the coaching staff give him more and more opportunities um, as the season goes on. I still am floored by the fact that in the game against the New York Rangers, he played 22 minutes, 44 seconds, which was second amongst forwards on the wild roster in that game against the Rangers. Not only that, he's getting time on the penalty kill. He's getting time on the power play. He's getting time in overtime. He had the opportunity with Matt Boldy and Brock Faber out there in overtime. The Wild are giving him opportunities. He has had opportunities in the shootout. The Wild are giving him opportunities, and he is responding, which means that those opportunities are going to continue to happen. Um, And it just just leads you to believe that now he may not be able to keep up a 37-goal pace, But all of a sudden, you go from hoping that he can get into double digits to goals to him at this point in the season being halfway there already to where now you're like, hey, he could be a 15, 20, more than that, 25. He could be somewhere around a 20 goal scorer easily this season with how he does it. And just based off of the statistics, I don't see any reason to suggest that he can't do at least that here uh, this season. There will be lulls. There will be droughts for various players on this team. But the fact that he continues to do the things that you need to do in order to score and that he impacts the game other ways than simply goals and assists, it leads you to believe that uh, if even if he doesn't score goals, he still is going to go out there and give you a ton every time he's out on the ice. So grab your tickets, purchase your tickets already if you haven't, because the Marco Rossi train, I think, is just at about capacity. And uh, it's, it's going to be a, a very fun voyage ahead and uh, should be just a, a fun season for Rossi, which is exactly what we were hoping for, getting massive top six opportunities, top line opportunities. So, buckle up and we'll see where this road takes us. This road is taking us to the New York Islanders tonight. And so, we'll look at some of the t- statistics for the Islanders here this season as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild. After this, today's episode of Lockdown Wild is also brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Marco Rossi could score a hat trick or the Vegas Golden Knights could end up hoisting the Stanley Cup once again. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Connor McDavid, Kirill Kaprizov, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus-minus, and more in a given game. It is eight player stats in total. And the thing that I love most about the sleeper app is that it takes all of 60 seconds to get those entries in for particular games. And then after that, you're starting to roll in the winnings. You heard me, Wild fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Again, make sure to join us after tonight's game for a live Locked on Wild postcast. We'll recap all the action, we'll recap the player interviews, and of course, uh, we'll hear from Coach Dean Evason about uh, what went right, what went wrong, or whatever ends up happening in this game here tonight. The New York Islanders on the schedule for the Minnesota Wild here this evening. And right off the bat, it's not an Islanders team that scores a ton of goals. They come in to this game averaging 2.7 goals per game, which has them in the bottom third of the NHL. Now, special teams wise, guess what? They have an identical power play percentage to the Minnesota Wild at 14.3%. Penalty kill-wise, the Islanders much better, though, than the Wilds. They are at 80%, uh, which, again, has them in the upper third. Now, as far as uh, shorthanded opportunities, the Islanders have two shorthanded goals so far this season, and uh, shots are similar to the Wild, although the Islanders have uh, 310 total shots on the season. So it's a team that is certainly not speedy. Uh, They will play more of a uh, slow methodical style where they will just try to limit opportunities for the Minnesota wild. And especially with what the wild were able to do to the New York Rangers with 93 shot attempts, which was a franchise record, by the way, Uh, 93 shot attempts, 40 shots, And so for the New York Islanders, they're going to try to push the attack and keep the wild in their defensive zone where they've had a ton of problems so far this season. Noah Dobson leading point total for the Islanders at 10 Uh, leading goal scorer is Brock Nelson. He has five so far this season, Bo Horvat with four Kyle Palmieri with three Simon Holmstrom with three as well. But again, 27 goals through 10 games. It's an Islanders team that's shooting under 10% for the season. And you've got guys like Matt Barzal, who's off to a little bit of a slow start with eight points in 10 games, but just two goals. And so it is an Islanders team that is similar to other opponents that the Minnesota Wild have had this season. But it's going to be a tough one for the Wild here tonight, especially if the starter for the Islanders ends up being Semyon Varlamov. He's had a fantastic season. Varlamov, two and one. He's got a goals against average of 1.01, a 972 save percentage. He's allowed three goals in 179 minutes on the ice. And so he's not the starter typically, but Ilya Sororkin, who is – is 3-1-3 and three so far this year. So he has had a little bit of a slow start himself. It is an Islanders team that's going to try to keep this tight and is going to try to keep this as low of a score as possible because they are of the belief that Semyon Varlamov can uh, keep this wild bo- team off the board. So as far as your keys to the game go here tonight, I, I don't know why but I'm really feeling a good performance from the wild power play in this one. I thought for the most part, even though they didn't score the five forward power play looked good. They generated a ton of opportunities. They generated chances. It just came down to Jonathan quick, making a ton of saves and uh, just keeping the puck out of the net. So my key first off is get the power play scoring rolling again. It's been a minute since the wild have scored a power play goal this season. And like the Islanders, they have just four power play goals on the season. So let's get them back on track. I, again, I have no idea why this is the case, but I'm, I'm feeling two power play goals here tonight because I think the Islanders are going to try to slow things down at five on five and this is really going to be, I think, more of a neutral zone battle between these two teams, just trying to to keep each other from getting big opportunities uh, in the opposing zone. So I think it's going to be a slower pace for sure, which honestly probably doesn't um, hurt the Wilds feelings any. But I think the special teams is going to be a key here in this one tonight, and I do think the Wilds. Uh, Special teams will do uh, some good things here tonight. Key number two is for Marc-Andre Fleury to build off of what he did against the Rangers and carry that here against the Islanders. Fleury didn't have to do a ton against the New York Rangers, but you think of how that game could have gone had he come in and given up three or four goals himself. Would have led to that game just going completely pear-shaped, and so the fact that he kept the Rangers off the board through basically three full periods, uh, with the exception of the one goal in the third, is huge. This team is in need of some better goalie play to start the season. They're in need of far better defense. So it's not just on the goalies, but we saw both Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury have performances where they just stood on their head and were able to um, perform in spite of some chaos in front of them. And now that the wild have started to shore things up a little bit in that department, let's see a good goalie performance to um, just kind of lead the way in what should be a, a real low scoring and tight game here tonight. And your final key to the game is to follow the lead of the top line, that top line. I know they were on the wrong end of the goals department in Saturday's game. They were on the ice for two. They scored one. But that line looked really good. Matt Boldy, Kirill Kaprizov, and Marco Rossi. It seems like having Rossi with Boldy and Kaprizov has gotten those two going. So follow the lead of your uh, your doom line as uh, what, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if we have a, um, a nickname yet for Kaprizov, Boldy, Rossi. Uh, but you could call it the break line, the BRK. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing out loud. Whatever their nickname is, take the lead, follow them, and let them really dictate the pace to this Islanders group and uh, let them just build off of that. That's the big word for this game. The key word, the operative plan for the Minnesota Wild is to build off of what went right against the Rangers and take that with you out on the road. We'll see if it happens, but uh, we will have you covered, of course, throughout the game as well as uh, after the game and after the uh, post-game interviews with our Locked on Wild postcast. So make sure you join us then as we continue to keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild. You can find new content on YouTube as well as all of your favorite podcast platforms, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any Minnesota Wild news or notes all season long. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.